start to put tension on my string drawback, I was like, okay, I'm gonna smoke. It's him. You can look at the horns when he's dead. I'm, I'm in, you know, in the zone. Let the arrow go is perfect. Uh, when they lose their front shoulders, yeah, you start, yeah, that's how you know. Yo, what's going on everybody? This is episode 81. We made it a little bit closer to 100. We're super excited about that and keep throwing your suggestions at us. Yeah, for so we already want. got a few suggestions. Yeah, I saw it. We did get a couple. So keep them coming and we'll see what we can figure out for episode one, episode episode 100. We'll call it the episode. Yeah, that's what we'll call it. Uh, you heard from Nick. Tom's also here. I sure am. And I'm glad to be here too. Yeah, it's a good, it's a great day. It's super hot, and there's a storm rolling. Very in, humid. So. Yeah, it's it's thick, pretty miserable, as some people would say. Yeah. The air is thick. Yeah, I mean, I was inside the garage today. There's no no AC or anything or anything, but in the shade all day working on a knife, and it was disgustingly sweaty in there. Yeah, it was a rough day. I'm actually working on hand sanding everything right now. It's, nice. I've got probably between the last couple of days probably six hours of hand sanding. And I'm not even close. That's nice. Yeah, I was going for a mirror finish on this one. It's wild, up to three thousand grit. Yeah, it's like it's, it's like nice. using a paper towel. <laughs> By far the best looking knife I've ever done. Yeah. So. Well, I can't wait to see it. I'll show you. Yeah. So, uh, what are we talking about? Uh, this one episode was brought right out of the brain of Tom. So I'll just turn over to Tom, and he will bring us right in. So what I wanted to talk about is, by the time you guys are listening to this, it's going to be June nope. 12th. Ju- I'm sorry, July. July, July 12th. Um, heart of trail cam season. You know, bucks are really starting to put on some horn. And so we want to talk about, you know, how we utilize trail cameras throughout the summer to, you know, pattern deer, maybe pick a target buck, um, you know, different things like that. So as I mentioned, like, this is the time of year where most people, I think, are really starting to get heavy into the getting the cameras up, getting your bait sites and mineral sites out, trying to get mm-hmm. inventory on. Yeah, because now you really got something to look at on their heads. Before, you're just kind of looking at just nubs. And all oh, those bases look good. He yeah, might, exactly. <laughs> all, all of, you see all over Facebook, you know, like, oh, this one's going to be a big one. What do you guys think about this one? Is it going to be a big one this year? Yeah, yeah wait a he's got bit. inch and a half nubs sticking and up. They always look thick as hell. Yeah. <laughs> So I guess our primary setup is on either a food source, this time of year anyway, a food source or a bait mineral site that we've set up. And I think for most of us, by that I mean me, Nick, and Frank, right now our main objective is to get an inventory on what we have in the area, what we look for. We're putting the cameras on very high deer density areas you know they're going to come to a pile of corn you know they're going to come to a salt block or yeah i mean like we just put two more mineral sites out yesterday um and basically what we do we're not just like you know 
blindly walking and then throwing up a mineral site and putting a camera on it what we try to do is find high traffic areas already mm-hmm. so find those like established deer trails uh close to some thick cover you know just find those little trails and then we just went uh, maybe 10 foot off of those just so that they can't help but walk by them naturally mm-hmm. and that's worked really well for us is like putting them on natural locations that deer are yeah. going to frequent anyway and give them a reason to hang out there yeah that's um, exactly what i do too just wherever your main traffic areas are just throw something there to pique their interest because you, you can throw it there. on that traffic area but a lot of times you'll just get a quick pass by of a deer yeah. walking on the trail but if you get something to grab their attention for a couple seconds you'll actually get a better look and get him to turn his head and really see what you have instead of just okay there he goes he's in and out of the frame yeah and which i know we're mostly pa but we got some new york listeners as well and they can't use um minerals and stuff but what i've read and tried um is using like actual deer sense as well just to pull them a little bit um Mm -hmm. i mean you don't want to get too crazy with it but i've seen people set up like like ropes um like just a real thick natural rope with um like tarsal gland or like that forehead gland mm-hmm. scent just to give the deer something to interest them to stop for a second instead of just heading yeah. down the trail. Mm-hmm. And where we're putting the cameras now isn't necessarily you know, where we're going to be hunting, where we're going to hang our stands. Yeah, not really at all. Yeah, we're trying to get the most pictures of deer. So like I said, we know what we have. And it's not like I get a big buck on camera and I'm like, okay, this is – this is where I'm going to hunt. That's not how it is. I'm just trying to figure out that he's there. Yeah. Yeah, Because most of the time, if you see them right here all the time in, you know, June and July, odds are in October, they're not going to be in that spot. Correct. Yeah. But at least, you know, he's in your block and you know that you're going to want to spend time somewhere in this area. Well, and that's a really important factor for Tom and I this year, um, on the, I guess our home base property, um, there, we had three mature bucks, one poached and two hit by car. Yeah. And that's kind of the, a downfall to trail cams. Me and Nick were getting this monster buck on camera all summer long and we had really high hopes and we were getting like close to the season daytime pictures of this buck. He was very active on camera coming out to this one food plot. And we, I mean, it was easy to tell just like direction. He was always showing up. We made a pretty good educated guess on where he was bedded. Um, just starting to put the pieces together like we you do with your cameras. And then he got a picture of his head on a tailgate. So that was pretty shitty info. But what mm-hmm. I was getting at with that is that this is kind of a building year where me and Tom, three bucks that we were watching on camera that were on in, the, our, you know, in our top five or top ten, whatever you want to call it, um, three top contenders that we were after got either poached or hit by a car. So mm-hmm. this year was a – is going to be interesting because we're just trying to it's almost like you're starting starting over over, yeah those Um, we had some other really nice bucks last year and some that were you know some nice two and a half year olds that i saw a bunch of different two and a half year olds during the late muzzleloader season so we just yeah trying to relocate them through the winter hit by a vehicle i mean Mm -hmm. i'm pretty confident they made it through muzzleloader season Mm -hmm. um so yeah as long as they didn't get hit by a vehicle i they got to be in the same general area i would imagine but um, back to Nick. On what? <laughs> what you were going to say. No, I had already brought it up. Like This is kind of like a building year for us. Um, just trying to locate 
new deer. Um, and we've actually moved some cameras into some areas that we haven't really even hunted. Um, I think my dad purchased the property two years last, ago. I think wasn't last year was our first season on it. No, because we that hunted was, muzzleloader. Yeah. Okay. The, yeah, but I mean, like last year was our first, first full, full season, season there. Yeah. And even though the property was in the family, it was pretty well hunted by other family members. So Tom and I stayed out of there for quite a while. Like Tom killed his first buck there back when I mean ten. Was ten. Yeah. Before so, tigers so could like, smoke. Yeah, before thir- tigers could smoke. Exactly. Like thirteen years ago or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then since then we have not really been on there. So even though it was property we were semi familiar with, it had been logged. Um, changed a lot. Changed, uh, yeah, quite a bit. So last year, we didn't get too invasive. It was kind of, we had our couple food plots. We didn't really venture in too much. Um, it's more of an observation year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And That's kind of where we're at with our one big piece. Uh, it got, like, clear cut. We lease it, so we didn't have really any control over it. So me and Dad were out putting up cameras, and it's literally, like, starting over on a brand new piece of property. I mean, I'm sure they'll still use their basic areas, but they're going to travel through differently. So, Which changes everything when it comes down to wind and being within 25 yards of it. Yeah, exactly. If they move their path by 50 yards, your stand that was money before is junk now. Yeah. yeah. So, like you were saying with logging, it definitely, you oh, really it totally have to change. You have to relearn the property, relearn the deer. So your first year after that, even I would probably say your first two years are going to be... Oh, this is going to be another... Big learning year. Yeah, another learning year. And that's why, like I said, we bought a few more cameras, plan to put a few more out. This is Me and Tom just been putting a couple each week out. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's where cameras like really shine is when you don't know a piece. You don't know where yeah. they're, how they move around. You can walk it a bunch, but when you can see any time of day with a camera it really helps you show how they use the property at yeah. different times a year. And like that's a big thing for us. Like I don't want to make a destination that didn't have natural activity at it because I'm trying yeah. to learn how the property is used naturally by the deer. Yeah. So yeah, I'm putting minerals out, but it's only on active trails. Yeah, you're not putting anyway. them in some random place to pull yeah. deer from somewhere else to get a look at them. You're just setting up where you already know they are yeah so that's, i think oh, go ahead. I was just, that's another thing i wanted to say i mean you can put a corn feeder out and get all of all kinds of pictures of deer but corn doesn't really have the nutrients that the deer need it's more of you know see like those snicker commercials <laughs> where like he's all hungry and then he eats a snickers bar and he's like happy for like 10 minutes snicker satisfies yeah it's kind of like that um especially this time of year that's why we like to mix our corn, which obviously the deer love, and it's going to attract them. But that's why we mix in the different minerals that we do use to give... And the additives in the corn, too. You can add, like, protein and mm-hmm. other minerals. Yeah, that to give need. some actual good substance for, you know, healthy whitetails and antler growth promotion and stuff like that. So it's always good to mix in some different... We use uh, Lucky Buck and Deer Cane. Yeah, that, well, and another thing, it's a lot less maintenance, too, and less expensive because you can get a gallon of, you know, deer cane, which is essentially like sodium bicarbonate and some other minerals that deer need for um, promoting antler growth. You can get a gallon jug of that for, like, six bucks. and You like, can make I, it last a long time. Well, that gallon, um, like, if you, I'm, I'm going to go off of just the way they recommend to use it. It's, like, six bucks or seven bucks at Tractor Supply, um, and... They recommend making a four by four square circle and dump the entire gallon down. 
Now that is supposed to last up, up to 30 days for the first application. So after 30 days, they want you to reapply. And then after that, they said every 60 days. Mm-hmm. So you're talking for the entire summer, like of when their antlers are growing, you need two 20, and a half, yeah, like three 20, $21 worth of mm-hmm. um, product to keep that mineral site active and healthy for the deer versus corn. A 50 pound bag is what, 650 now? Um, you go through one of those a week. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Tom, yeah, a week, and it was empty. And that's so to it's, each feeder. If yeah. you have three feeders up, now it's 18 bucks a week. Yeah. Yeah, so, if, if I mean, if it's coming down to, like, how much money you want to spend, the mineral sites are probably better for the deer health-wise, mm-hmm. and it's a lot cheaper to run. Yeah, and so, what me and Dad always do, just find, like, an old punky log that's laying exactly around. exactly how we did this. Dump it on a log, <laughs> and they'll chew on the log for, you know, all summer long. They yeah. will, they'll eat the freaking thing. There won't be anything left. That's the, what they, they uh, the Lucky Buck is a powder. Yeah, um, that's... And it, and it smells mm-hmm. like Kool-Aid. It does it's not, not taste like Kool-Aid. It, yeah. it smells very good. <laughs> um, but, yeah, they actually recommend just, like, dumping it on, like, a rotted stump. So mm-hmm. I just, you know, in a place that was logged a few years ago... There's a lot of rotted stumps mm-hmm. by deer trails. So we just took the entire bucket and they said those, they also recommend like, it's like once a month and those buckets I think are 10 or $12. Like they're, it's yeah, way cheaper to run. Just throw minerals. a handful. Oh yeah. That, I mean, that's plenty effective. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just, I want to go, I'm going off of just like what the what company they recommend. Yeah, yeah. To get their antler growth. Mm-hmm. Um, Guaranteed. I'm not even talking like for the antler growth purposes of using it just like just for trail cam. Yeah, yeah. Just to get stuff on camera to bring them in front of your camera. If you throw a handful of that stuff on a log, you'll be getting plenty of activity at it for a long time. Yeah. And, and you then, can stretch it one bucket of it for months. You could easily use one bucket for a season on one yeah, site. Yeah, for sure. And I've noticed too with those different minerals, uh, you don't get near the nuisance animal pictures. Like we checked That's a our good, camera good point. the other day and had over 300 pictures and it's like, raccoon raccoon seven raccoon. raccoons in one picture <laughs> yeah we did have seven raccoons in one picture and yeah. it's like, like black bird, climbing up on the feeder yeah. mm-hmm. and then you get to the deer pictures and there's a couple deer pictures and it's back to blackbirds and raccoons. deer with a, three coons yeah. yeah so i didn't even think of that but yeah that's a good point that the mineral sites seem to be more um appealing just to the deer yeah so and i guess uh we had in the one property we put molasses on a salt block yep. oh the dried molasses well we've used dry and liquid oh, okay. molasses and apparently is dry molasses just like the cookies that they sell at country yeah. fair yeah basically okay. but apparently if you want they say <laughs> if you want to find out if you have a bear in your block take a salt block cover it with that molasses and put a camera on it <laughs> and we did that and we got a picture of that black bear yeah um, so I don't there's know been a bear on the property every year. It's so, all the molasses. That's what I'm thinking. I don't know if there's any truth behind it, but it's batting a thousand for me. <clears throat> that dried molasses, um, I think, is like promotes illegal baiting. Because I don't know if you've ever seen dried molasses, it looks like dirt. And <laughs> if you go to Sportsman's Warehouse, they sell dried molasses, and it's most of the time called like dirt. And it's like, it literally will even advertise like undetectable by humans. Like it's super <laughs> easy to hide. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. <clears throat> yeah. All right. Yeah. We're doing good. Snorting some of that molasses. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so I like, I always wondered why, like it's like promoted that way. Yeah. Like, because you are supposed to, like, if you put stuff on the ground, you are supposed to excavate any dirt 
within yeah. you know 30 days of the season you're not allowed to have any remnants of it left so. which we know somebody that's been hit with that so that's yeah. something to really pay attention to if you're going to put mineral sites out make sure that there's nothing left yeah 30 days yeah like season. frank said you have to actually dig up the soil mm-hmm. so something to think about yeah or think about it like nick said if if you want to start poaching get that stuff and leave it out all year long we're not <laughs> going to promote that <laughs> we're not going to promote that at all um what uh, minerals and stuff are you using this year? We pretty much only use Lucky Buck. Yeah, I th- it's. I think it's mostly it, for me because I like the smell. Yeah, yeah, it does smell really good, and I think what helps too is it's right at Tractor Supply, which mm-hmm. one is close to you, and it's literally on the way out to the farm for me and yeah, Tom. Exactly. So whatever they're selling. You had a buddy in college that had property bordering some big whitetail farm, didn't he? Yeah, yeah he lived in Texas, and I don't know what they. I thought it was zinc. He no, said he, was, he said it was phosphorus. But phosphorus. I don't know what exa- like what else they. Had. I don't know if it was something that he bought or if they were just like throwing phosphorus. I, I don't know what exactly it was. If it was like some whitetail brand thing, I have no idea. But he said that phosphorus was the cat's pajamas for growing deer antlers. Most of the uh, minerals and like when you buy like the bags, mm-hmm. the liquid, there's phosphorus in it. Yeah, like if you look at. I don't know exactly how much. I don't know where you would buy just like pure phosphorus. Yeah, I have no idea. Or even I don't even know what. Yeah, I don't even know if this guy like really knew what he was talking about. But he lived in Texas. There's a lot of big deer in Texas, but that doesn't mean he knew what he was talking about. So who knows? Moral of the story is get as much phosphorus out there as you can. Yeah, try it out. See what happens. Maybe it'll work. Leave in the comments for Tom. He'll look him over. (laughs) I always do. Always. Um, what um trying to think of what uh, i'm drawing a blank <laughs> where i was going there was train has stopped had a point you're about to make yeah i was going to it's gone now we'll oh, think of a different one. I, oh, you got it, it yep totally unrelated but this is what i was thinking too um if you're listening to this in real time on sunday and you haven't put your dough permits in oh yeah do it like two days ago because yeah. those need to be in tomorrow yeah i forgot about that yeah. I didn't forget because I already I have it in an envelope already ready to go. But yeah, I just went and picked up my license yesterday or today. Went yesterday and they're like machines down. So that's not, that's the best. Yeah, it's always like the week of. Mm-hmm. Um, I went a couple of days ago because you know everyone has one year that they always wait till the last day, and there's a mile long line. Yeah. To get your license, and I wasn't feeling that this yeah. year. I'm so. going to try and get in uh, on the second. Or first and second, uh, second draws. Oh yeah, me and Dad always get our. Yeah, I, I, I saw never they got... did take away, I think nine thousand tags from one B this year. Ugh. Yeah, they took away a lot. Well, and it one B almost never makes it to the second round anyway. Yeah, they usually. Oh, do, do. they? Yep. Um, but I know Tom and I have a serious dough problem. Mm-hmm. Not at the farm, so I'm hoping. Well, I'll come like some for you. I would appreciate it, but I'm thinking I want to get an extra dough tag early season you know mm-hmm. just get the pre-game jitters done smoke yeah. a couple of does yeah just get it out of the way yeah which reminds me yesterday we went out to the farm and did a little lawnmower maintenance scrape the deck sharpen the blades all that good stuff on my way home it was about seven thirty, and on the neighboring property it's a big soybean field counted 18 deer out in there nice. one confirmed buck but yeah. a bunch of confirmed does as well don't you wish that they would always hang out that early it yeah. seems like they're always popping out last second. 
And you always see them like this time of year. They're all all the way out in the middle of the field. So you know they came through the edge of the field that 20 minutes ago. Yeah. yeah. So all kinds of daylight. But then once it, once you want to shoot them, then I, I seriously think it's that I think we make that happen just by putting mm-hmm. pressure in the woods. I don't think the deer know that you know at a certain time we are supposed to start coming out later. I think it's our pressure um, because mm-hmm. if you think about it, like people that don't hunt, you know, like I know like our grandparents, they don't hunt and nobody hunts on their property. And they, my grandpa used to always have like that corn feeder out behind the house and they would see turkeys all day. They would see deer all day. Like it didn't matter. And so I do believe that it's like the pressure we put on them that well, yeah, you got to think, that. you know, like this time of year, we start going into the woods, checking trail cameras, putting up mineral sites, trimming tree stands. And you know, obviously you're leaving a lot of scent in the woods, mm-hmm. driving equipment back and how often when you go check trail cameras do you see tails jumping yeah all the time yeah unfortunately yeah but i mean if you're it's a necessary evil if you're going to get into where the deer are you're going to see deer hopefully yeah Mm -hmm. um any new cameras you're running this year i just actually bought two lone wolf custom gear for lone wolf custom gear i bought two dad bought two i'm kicking myself for not jumping on that father's day deal because they had them for 100 bucks yeah it was they're still on sale for 150 yeah it sucks because if you buy two it's like you could have got three yeah exactly so yeah as soon as that sale was going on i bought two and i told my dad i was like hey we they're they're a nice camera yeah well he bought two more and i'll tell you what the uh i forgot how nice they were because i run two of them right now mm-hmm. um, but i went and just bought some browning cameras it's i don't remember what the name it was that one that they like did the commercial they video they like recorded the whole commercial from the trail camera because they claim it's got such good video and audio and everything so i was like all right so i got one of those and i forgot how convenient it was having the app on my phone to see exactly where what the camera's pointing because like i br- grabbed that camera put it up on the tree and then we we're playing the whole game of like I'm at the tree moving it and Tom's like a little to the left and then I moved it too much. He's yeah. like, oh, back to the right. Like, And I'm yeah. like, man. That... And then you're jamming sticks behind yeah. it to make it. Yeah. So I was a little disappointed that I didn't jump on those cameras because it is. it was really nice to see exactly where yeah. the camera's pointed. There's no guessing whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is one of my favorite features of that is um, what I do there like is no the, guessing game. Yeah, the browning was super simple to set up too. It's literally turn it on, hit okay, and it's countdown starts mm-hmm. which i mean the lone wolf ones are really nice too they you literally just turn them on and yeah they're taking pictures mm-hmm. so yeah that's the only new camera that i have we've had stealths and mole trees for years and i've been happy with both of them so yeah tom and i are finally this year you know we've been like replacing a few cameras like it had to have been 10 15 years ago my dad bought a huge lot of refurbished mole trees i believe yeah and they're finally dead you know, which I mean, that's a great life. yeah, that's a long time, great life on a camera. Um, but Tom and I used to have, you know, probably fifteen cameras, mm-hmm. and then like all of these ones just started shit in the bed, and it's like not down worth, to four now. Well, yeah, it's not worth um, like when most of them have already started to die. It's not worth putting these other old ones out because yeah. they're, they're literally you know all came, yeah, they're all on their last legs. So I just bought a couple cameras. I bought two last year. I bought two this year. I think Tom's buying some more. Mm-hmm. Um, and just slowly replacing the old stock just yeah. because. Oh, with the out. old and with the new. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did, we started putting uh, the wood hoods on them as well because Scott had said he's got cameras that are 
10, 15 years old. Yeah, they're still working great. So I figured throw those on there for insurance and mm -hmm. good to go. Yeah, we run nine cameras right now with the four Moultries, the four lone wolves that we just bought. And yeah, I don't have any complaints about any of them. They're all good deal. All I do like great. the, the uh, one, I, I don't, last year was the first year I bought cameras that had audio on the video. Mm -hmm. It's kind of a neat. Uh, it's feature. definitely not necessary, but it's, no, it's just kind of cool to hear. What um, if you're going to like share your pictures with friends or something, it's kind of, or, yeah. or videos, I guess the pictures don't need audio, but <laughs> it's kind of neat. Yeah. I don't think the audio would make much sense with a picture. No, not at all. But you know what I was thinking? Since we were talking about, you know, trail cameras and stuff, you know how we do like the big buck alert throughout yeah. deer season? Do we should do the week. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm, I'm into that. I'm in. Now that bucks are really starting to get horn on their head. Starting to get horny? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, definitely submit your pics. Um, Doesn't even have to be deer because sometimes you get some neat pictures of a coyote pissing on your salt was block. It, me and Dad had a video of a coyote chasing a deer. Uh, really? It was a few weeks ago. It wasn't like a great video. So we'll do pic slash video of the week. Yeah. Well, totally. I, I think, uh, yeah, maybe we, we've got some hats with uh, the old logos. Maybe we can do some little giveaways or something with that. Heck yeah. So submit your pictures and videos from trail cameras. Try and select one a week. And uh, it'd be interesting. Yeah, definitely. I have a feeling Scott's going to be sending a lot. We should put a post up. Oh, yeah, I will. To remind the people. Yeah, Scott. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, yeah he runs a lot of cameras. He should he have. He said like 30 cameras yeah, or something like that. he's a lot. <laughs> and it, like, we were talking, like, his property is only as big as the farm Tom and I hunt. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure. Like, it, it's not a huge piece. Mm -hmm. you got like 30 cameras i'm like my dad was like well he probably doesn't have anything on there that gets past him yeah but i think the biggest testament was uh we we're i think it, i don't even know it might have been off off air we were talking to him about uh him and his hunting partner they had a number out on this buck that they were wanting to kill this year and or last year i don't remember exactly what year it was but um basically based off their cameras and like they mark everything down to like the barometric pressure, wind direction, time, yeah, everything. He's... Very, very calculated. And he made a comment where he knew that this certain buck, because of the conditions on this particular night, was either going to be one of two places. He had mm -hmm. had it narrowed down to it's either going to be here or here. He sat one place, Brad sat the other place, and they killed that buck that night. Mm -hmm. So obviously the guy knows what he's doing when it comes to yeah. using his cameras efficiently and that's not like a only one-time story with brad like he's yeah. or scott and brad mm -hmm. so we'll yeah, have they to definitely back have it soon. narrowed way down to a science yeah way above what we've got into our cameras mm -hmm. but they've got a few more years of experience on us but yeah. i'm hoping you know i enjoy having them on because we i learn a ton listening to oh yeah they're talk. very knowledgeable so here we ought to wrap it up there um, yeah because i'm sweating I'm, yeah it's it's humid yeah, even skinny people sweat today. Yeah, these bigger guys are not okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, on that note, make sure you guys are all getting your cameras out and you know getting your mineral sites out if it's legal, yeah. or or the dried molasses if that's your thing. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, it's not your thing. Yeah. So uh, signing off now, White Cat Outdoors. Get outside. <laughs>